welcome to Talk It Out. And finally, we got the whole Talk It Out family with us. We got Joy. We got and Gabby. So, yes. Facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Make sure you hit us up there. Make sure you like our page. And make sure to comment on our posts and stuff like that. And Instagram, Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. We almost have 200 followers. Thank you very much, everybody. And yeah, we have yeah. a good time on Instagram. We have good discussions and we like it there. I be saying that. Yeah. I be like that. I be like, I be like, ooh, they do the most over here. <laughs> we. Yeah, seriously, like co- with conversation con artist, the guy on there, we have like three day conversations with him. No, we're, like, t- we're talking about Instagram. Oh, Instagram. My bad. <laughs> but now we're talking about SoundCloud. Uh, so hit us up on SoundCloud.com slash talk it out. Uh, we are amazing on there. Literally, if you say anything to us, we're going to comment back. Uh, this week we got a lot of listens, so shout out. Yes. To oh listeners. my gosh. Hold on. This is the biggest, been the biggest week for us ever. Like we yep, just yep. released the episode on Tuesday, and then on Saturday we got 100 plays. So yep. and and one thing I didn't get was our religion one that we did like two months ago, get like 30 plays two days like yesterday. Friday. I know it's crazy. Like, who is clicking on that stuff? If if, if you, you helped us, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, if you are clicking on it and you are listening to us, then please feel free to comment how you feel as well, because we would love to to hear your questions and hear exactly what you think about the issues and what's going on in your head, because your feedback is what makes us better, basically. Yes, and also, how did y'all find out about the episode, and how did it get so big? So, if you have this information, yeah, how? Us. By the grace of God. That, too. <laughs> and these people sharing it. I just want to figure out who that was, because it had to be one person that was like, oh, this episode, and they shared it, and then more people saw it. It was all my spamming. <laughs> yes, but yes, we have a really good time on all of those social media pages. Really good discussions, and we hope to see you there. So, um, now that everybody's back, we have a very controversial and deep episode because it affects two-thirds of the group, and I'm sure it kind of somehow affects one-third, KT. <laughs> But we're going to talk about black-on-black crime. And in in this episode, we're really going to talk about it. Not saying, well, black-on-black crime is a myth. Because, I mean, it is. But we we do want to discuss black people committing violences against black people. And why we think that is. Why do you think the crime rate is so high? Especially, like, in in metropolitan areas, areas. (laughs) such as Memphis and uh, Detroit and um, New Orleans. And things that we think we can do, or personally, or us as a society can do to help in in this epidemic and, and try to just reduce crime and give people more opportunities. So, black on black crime. Joy. Oh, Lord. What are your feelings about it in general? Well, I know you said that we're supposed to be discussing how it exists, but you want to talk about black on black crime, like black people hurting other black people. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when we call this black on black crime, we're giving in 
to the statistics that it's a such thing as black on black crime. I don't believe that there is a such thing as black okay. on black crime, first of all. So I just want to get that across because nobody says white on white crime, Asian on Asian crime. Like, what is that? True. So crime is crime. And if you want to look it up, like statistically, uh, in 2012, that's the latest they uh, have taken the polls. Um, six million five hundred about 6 million white people committed crimes in America and 2 million black people committed crimes in America. So 6 to 2, you tell me, <laughs> what, if we're talking race, which race commits more crime? Right. And according to this same website, uh, it's the uh, FBI index, 69.3%. Um, of white people and Hispanics commit more crimes than black people. Okay. So as far as my opinion about, about if there is a such thing as black on black crime, that's a no. As far as my opinion on what we can do to fix it, I'll get into that later. Okay. Uh, what you think KT? Um, I agree with Joy. I I definitely do agree with Joy. I don't agree with the there isn't no such thing. Like she said, though, crime is crime. So those statistics are still there. Like, Mm -hmm. white people are still killing white people and black people are still killing black people. White people may be killing more white people, but, like, it's not that those statistics aren't there and they're just saying, hey, black people don't ever kill black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, those statistics exist. It's Mm -hmm. a thing that happens. And to me, I feel like, you know, we... If I I can't really say anything because I'm white, but and I don't want to step over any boundaries, but I feel like, you know, if we put like black people are oppressed and if you're a marginalized group and you're not being like treated correctly in a in a system, then how do you really expect others to act? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. It's like children, if you teach them or if you're not giving them the adequate affection or the adequate, you know, teachings of how this is supposed to be, then how do you really expect for others to be treated that way? White people as well, obviously, because white people, per those statistics, are the ones that that are committing more crime. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, you know, white people, I don't. I don't know how to say it without sounding like a white oppressor. Like, (laughs) white people are shitty, and they're killing people, but they're killing their own people, and black people are killing their own people. Like, white on black crime is a thing, black on white crime is a thing, but, like, black people are not killing white people like we, like the media assumes you to think. You know what Mm. I'm saying? So... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that other than basically it's a it's an awful situation whether depending on how the crime is regardless like crime is crime is crime just like anything else is. You know, a cracker is going to be a cracker. It just it just <laughs> oh, wrong choice of words. <laughs> oh. A cracker is going to be a cracker. <laughs> and then we in the south. Okay. Um okay. So, 
here's my take on it. Um, the only reason I want us to have this discussion is because a lot of times, the only time we talk about black on black crime. I mean, let me, don't get it wrong. Because in our Black Lives Don't Matter episode, we did talk about um, there are very very many organizations in our communities that are fighting to stop violence in in said communities. But as a whole, black people, we don't really get time to talk about black-on-black crime except for if a white person is bringing it up. And then we kind of get on the defensive because we're like, well, you're you're saying that we're inad- we're automatically bad people. And right, you're saying yeah. that we're violent and we're saying we're that. But no, because y'all kill your people too. So right. we never really get to have this discussion because we're always trying to deflect because a fear of criminalizing ourselves or shedding a bad light on ourselves. So I think it's it's good for us to have a space where we can just sit down and really have these hard discussions about things that are happening in our community. In our communities, black people are killing more black people. You are you're more likely to be killed by somebody that looks like you. And that's just the way it is. And white people are too, but we're black so me and Joy are black, so we're gonna talk about that. So <laughs> Now let's get into the nitty gritty. Oh, as far as Memphis, I know you don't like talking about Memphis because you don't want to paint Memphis in the bad light. But <laughs> let's just tell it how it is. Memphis is a predominantly black city. Okay. We are the second dangerous metropolitan metropolitan area, which is uh, a million plus people in, in America. Um, someplace in, I want to say, not Las Vegas, someplace in Arizona is first. Really? And I then, thought it was like Detroit. Uh-uh. And what you call is third. Who? New Orleans is third. So, yeah, so if you're, this is a predominantly black area, and we're the second highest in crime, who do you think's getting killed? Who do you think's doing the killing? So, why do you think crime is so rampant? And in our city, and what do you think we can do about that? First of all, let's just talk about the crime. Why do you think it's so rampant, and do you think it's a problem in our city? Who are you talking to? Joy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I I I want to call it crime in our own communities. Okay. Like black on black crime. That 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 title annoys me. So the crime within our own community. I agree is is high and I I do believe that like the reason it's high I mean if you just you have to take a look at more than just the statistics it it it, it comes from a history we are really located in the the bible belt mm-hmm. where there is so much controversy here about what they think is right with now when i say they i mean society what mm-hmm. society proves is right what society proves is wrong and if you're in a place that already has a high that's already reluctantly saying okay we're going to be equal to all and then you get people who still hold on to old issues mm-hmm. to old feelings well, not old, but to traditional Southern feelings, uh-huh. then you get controversy. It's like, 
okay, I can't go over here and succeed because these people don't want me. I can't go over here and succeed because my own people think I'm trying to be bougie if I go over there mm-hmm. to succeed. And then it gets you in this mind space of, hey, well, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're mad, you're angry. And next thing you know, you're making money the way, the best way you know how. Uh-huh. And most for most people, for a lot of black people that in Memphis, mm-hmm. for a lot of that's um, working blue collar jobs. And then once they get tired of that, oh, it's it's not it's an easier way out for some people. And they tend to go to a life of crime. Mm-hmm. And that includes drugs or something like that. I don't want or, you know, yeah. thievery yeah. and something like that. Like, for instance, my cousin, mm-hmm. he was raised in a predominantly, um, well, I'm not even going to say that. We were both raised in predominantly black areas. Yeah. But lucky for me, I did grow up, like, in Frasier, but I moved. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, because you explain Frasier is like uh Frasier is... Uh, I don't want to. I want to be politically correct. So I mean, it's a predominantly black area. It's predominantly working class people, and it is what could be referred to as a. Uh, it's, a it's the hood, kind of, or a it's, it's, or it's a, not really the ghetto. Yeah, it's not a ghetto. It's like it's, it's like more, they just call it the hood in quote, other quote, words. Yeah. You know, working class black people. Yes, um, and I got out, but it's not like we moved somewhere much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There was still a drug dealer like right across from me, mm-hmm. but they were just living in a much better house. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I think it's what we teach our children because what my mother taught me and what my what his mother taught him were two different things. Yeah. She, my mother said, this is what this is the way you have to be to survive. It's not fair, but you want to you want to work someday. Speak, you know, speak correctly. You mm-hmm. want you want to um, get a job. Um, put certain pants so you have to care about your image and her motto has always been even when we were little because she owns the business and she does you know hair and makeup and all that her motto is image is everything mm-hmm. image is everything and that is from how you look how you act how you walk how you talk she, etiquette classes mm-hmm. which I had to take you know like that's that's what she instilled like uh-huh. this is what you have to act like and if you want to be like when i'm at home and i'm comfortable i'm the countryest person like i say mom if you get the ass out the ass box uh-huh. but when i'm in public i speak much differently than i do hold on okay. a second hold on for everybody for everybody <laughs> that don't know what she just said can you translate that <laughs> like, i said gonna mother have people that are like what yeah, we got folks from LA. Don't know how. I said, "Can you?" I said, "Can you get the ice out of the ice box?" <laughs> can you get the ice, ice out of the refrigerator? It's a refrigerator, so just so everybody knows. Okay, anyway. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, Joy, so your your point is you're saying if that boy would have had somebody encouraging him to. Not just act right, but to get an education. Not not, not even that. He was much smarter than me. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I've never made straight A's mm-hmm. in my life. Like, I've come pretty close, but I've never made straight A's. This, mm-hmm. My cousin was super smart. He made straight A's all the way. Um, 
I want to say up and up until like middle school, like the middle of middle school. Uh-huh. And but what was his problem was that his environment around him, everybody was, you know, slinging, mm-hmm. uh, uh, selling dope mm-hmm. or uh, selling other type of drugs or stealing or doing something that was illegal and he saw hey this is an easy way out and he saw hey my dad's you know doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and his mother wasn't saying hey you see this you see that this is not how you're supposed to act you know what I mean this is not this is not why do you think she didn't say anything because like most people she fell victim to her environment as well Okay. And like my daddy, <laughs> y'all, my daddy from New York, kid, straight up crook. <laughs> but, but my mother is the one that instilled me. Hey, do you see what he's doing? Mm-hmm. That's not appropriate. That's not how you act. That's not how you get anywhere in life. And that's why he will be struggling. And uh-huh. year, years from now, although he was Mister Big Time Man, he's he's like he he doesn't know how to survive in the struggle now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so let's just uh, summarize your point. Your point is that it's the environment. Yeah, I, okay. I, I do believe environment has a big thing in mindset. All right. Um, I guess, KT, what, what do you think? Why do you think uh, black so people you got- are so violent? Why do I think black people are so violent? Nah, yeah, dog, that's, that's a loaded question. Can you see how she asked you that? That's yeah, a loaded question. No, like, what? Like, how that's a loaded question. Why, you think Why do you are think. So terrible? <laughs> um, black people commit crimes within their own communities. Why do you think crime crime is so? We're, we're talking about Memphis. Why do you think crime is so high in in Memphis? Just just start with that. Oh, that's such a loaded question. Well, just give us a, a little point here. A little it's point. It's much there, less loaded than her it. first one. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just loaded. Like okay, um, but just give us some points. First of all, I don't. I don't think that that it, it's this huge deal. Like everyone, like I just feel like everyone makes it like this this most gigantic deal that crime is terrible. That I, not all crimes are murders. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not, yeah. All crimes are not all crimes are shooting up an entire store, or not all crimes are that type of stuff. Mm. We're talking like uh, Joy was saying. We're talking, we live in the South, you know? And while there may be more black people in Memphis than white people, and they may be the majority, these white people are still the ones that are in power. So these white people are still the ones that are the police officers. These white people are still the ones that are in power oppressing the black people in those communities. They're patrolling those communities. The police are. The white people. No, they're not. So they're... They're still police, though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm about to say, Period. if you call, you know, there's call, police, call the cops in North Memphis 30 minutes later. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, police are in power. So, whether it's a petty crime, whether it's mm-hmm. you got one joint on you, mm-hmm. that's still considered crime. So, these people are being subject to these people. Black people are being subject to um, are being subject to their environment, just like Lexus or Joy said. But I don't feel like it's their own fault. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because like I feel like Joy was playing into respectable 
politics a little bit. And, like, she's talking about how you should act this way and you shouldn't act this way. But, like, I don't really think it has anything to do with that. Like, your environment, yes, but it's because we live in a society that, that makes these people these way, this way. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a society But if you want to get out, you have to act a certain way. That's just the way it is. Like, we but, had a conversation about conforming one day and you were like, well, I shouldn't have to conform. Well, if I, as a black person, want to get ahead in life... I'm going to have to conform to society. I mean, it depends what you're trying to do. Yeah, it depends on what you're trying to do. If I'm trying to be a rapper, then no. But if I'm trying to be a CEO one day, hopefully. But that's so stereotyping. Like, that's stereotyping black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't sit up here and just say that, well, if I want to be a rapper, then I have to be X, Y, and Z and do all these stereotypical black people things. Like, that's not okay to me. And I don't know. Like, it's just respectable <laughs> politics. And I don't I don't play into that at all because I don't feel like just because a man sags his pants, he should have to be subject to, to be looked at differently in society and he shouldn't have to he shouldn't have to conform and I understand that you feel like well if you want to succeed you have to conform some he, he shouldn't have to is what I'm saying I agree you should we, we all agree that, that you shouldn't right. you shouldn't have to yeah okay right. but we're kind of so going on the tangent. go ahead Kate, uh, Gabby we're kind of going on a tangent we're not talking about black on black crime at all ooh but let's go. It's no, I'm saying, why y'all even ask me? This is a lot. Y'all trying to get me? No, 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 no. No, I respect your opinion, and I, I, I think it's uh, your opinion. I didn't really get to say all of it because, you know, I don't really know. I just feel you don't like know much about it. No, and it's it, not that. It's not that I don't know much about it. It's that I don't really have much say in it because I am white and I'm part of the issue. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that you'll just give your points on, on, in that respect. And you and you did. You gave some. Okay. So 30 <laughs> minutes later. Uh, my This is my, my, this is my take on it. So if you look in, in Memphis, Memphis not only is top in crime, but it's also one of the poorest cities in America. And I think they should not be forgotten. Like, we have all Mm -hmm. these black people. We know that, we know as black people ourselves, even if we weren't living in Memphis, black people have it hard. You can, we got degrees. Mm -hmm. KT ain't got a degree. We got degrees. And we're working. Damn, y'all coming for me. We're working, we're working at these places we're that working, yeah that have nothing to do with our major and we're making less than less than we should because we have education and we worked hard and we've done everything we should have done and we still have not made it now think about people that didn't go to college black people mm-hmm. there is no way there is no way they can get out the ghetto unless they become a basketball player a, a rapper a singer or in a, an athlete or an entertainer. That's, that's why most black people yes. reach for those goals. And and this is on a tangent, but I hate when I hear those older black people. They're like, yeah, you know, only thing these kids want to be now is rappers and basketball players. They should aim higher. They should want to own a business. How many of these people know anybody that owns a business? How many of these people know anybody that has a Ph.D. or is a CEO of a company? You know what you see. We see we see these these rappers and stuff on TV who have come from the ghetto, who have come from our neighborhoods, and we say, if they can make it, I can make it. 
When is who? When is the last time you've heard of somebody who's come from the ghetto that was not an entertainer, that was not in broadcasting, that was not in sports or music, that has become a millionaire or a billionaire, or just plain rich? I mean, yeah, I mean, r- r- rich. I mean, millionaire because I mean, my, or has my family, a steady job from, doing well. You know what I mean? I I I can't think of one. Yeah, not not in, not at least not in the media. Maybe I'm sure there has to be one or two people or a handful of people that have. But that's what I don't get. Like, and these people, they 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 speak from their ivory towers. These these black elite liberal people talking down to black people. Obama, one of them, and they oh, talk down to these you black take people. That back. Like, <laughs> like all you gotta do is pull yourself from your from your own bootstraps and this and that and even Oprah has gotten on that tangent and I'm like you were dirt poor and the only reason that you got a chance is because some white person gave you a chance to become a broadcaster and you went on from there some people don't have those people in their lives to give them a chance and I even was talking to my mom about this because she was like yeah both my mom and my dad were super duper poor my mom was super poor and my, my grandma only had a elementary education yeah so um and she couldn't read so my mom pretty much had to take everything on for herself and and help try to educate her brothers and sisters but when they graduated from high school everybody was like yes yes because nobody had really graduated from high school they didn't know about college until my pastor and first lady came into their lives and was like well y'all need to go get an education that's the only reason they went to college because of them now mm-hmm. think of if if those people wouldn't have came into their lives, and, yeah. and then they tell me like, yeah, because these other people they didn't make the same decision as we did. Now look at them. But I'm like, the only reason you made this choice is because you had this person. It wasn't like you did it on your own. You didn't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Exactly. I get it. Like that's my mother. Um, my mother is wonderful. I love her. She's mm-hmm. uh, amazing. She's strong. She's wonderful. She's raised two girls by herself, and she's own owns a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that. She got accepted to a university, full mm-hmm. scholarship. She didn't go. Mm. The she, Her parents, um, they said, oh, that's great. That's nice. Okay, what are you going to do with that? Uh-huh. Th- because they didn't understand yeah. college education. And because they didn't understand it, she didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, now she's like, I'm so stupid. I should have went, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I think... You know, her choices made her who she is, and I love her. And, of course, she may have, have those regrets, but she didn't know that this that a full ride doesn't come by often. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. she didn't know that. Um, so what she knew is what was around her then. Mm-hmm. She knew that she was pretty, uh-huh. and she knew that she was skinny. So she strove to be a model. Uh-huh. She did. She accomplished her goals. She was a model. She did. Um, she modeled in Paris, Milan, mm-hmm. and she did those type of things. And she even was um, stand-ins on um, some sets. Mm-hmm. She she knows that part of her life, and that's how she got into image. And as far as not knowing educationally wise, she is so supportive of me and with my education because, and she's just. Down, I know my mom's downright proud of me to have gone to college, yeah. and but she still doesn't understand that. Hey, I have a college degree. 
She gets that part, but she doesn't understand that that's not all I need in this life. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. she she thinks I had to really we had to have a conversation and sit down and talk because she she didn't understand that. Yeah, I have a college degree, but it's so much more that comes with that in order to get a a a, yeah. a, a good job, mm-hmm. a good career. Mm-hmm. I don't want a job. I don't want to sell. Yeah. You know, anybody can have sales in media, mm-hmm. but I want a career. And she has, she had to sit down and understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, go, that just goes back to environment education. Let's bring it back to, to black on black crime. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, let's, let's take it back to that, that person that's never seen anybody achieve anything, that's never seen any, any black person own a business, that's never seen any black person, um, you know, really being successful except from selling drugs. Except from thief, uh, theft and doing gangs and, and stuff like that. And the education system that they're in is not uplifting. It's not teaching them adequate information. It's not opening them up to a new world of possibilities and, and job opportunities. It's not giving them encouragement. Why do you think that person would then, after they graduate and get their degree, somehow say, oh, I guess I'm going to college and I guess I'm finna become a businessman and entrepreneur and I guess I'm going to open up a business in the hood if they've never even they don't even know they wouldn't even know where to start they wouldn't even know there was Mm -hmm. a possibility I think that the reason crime is so high is because number one we live in a poor city yes we don't have money for Mm -hmm. our schools yes I work in a place, a school. Let's just say that I work in a school. I see the the lack of resources. I see the the quality of teachers that we have in these schools, and the majority of the time they're not good because well, the way the pay is, people don't want to be teachers anymore because they're not getting paid enough. And so the people that you do have that are teachers, if they're good, they're being stretched thin. They're giving about twenty six children in the classroom. They got about twenty kids. They've got all this paperwork. They don't have time to teach. If they're bad, you can't really fire them because nobody else wants to be a teacher. So you got bad schools. The neighborhoods are crime infested. They can, they, and all they see are people getting rich by doing illegal things. And nobody's encouraging them to go to college. Nobody's encouraging them to be successful. So why do you think these people in this community are about to come, go to Ivy League schools and change the world if nobody is is investing positiveness in them and, and knowledge into them? Why are we surprised? Mm-hmm. I agree. Why are you surprised? And why? Let's let's get to this point. Why do we think throwing the police at them will change anything? It won't. And, and, and another reason why crime is so high. I'm so sorry, but you can you go after this, KT. But another reason why crime is so high. Is because of marijuana. Let me just say this because because let me and let me say why because I'm sorry. No, I'm 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 gonna explain my point. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna explain my point. A murderer (laughs) can 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 go to jail for seven to ten years, right? Uh But marijuana for smoking it Mm -hmm. or having it in your possession. You go to jail for twenty years, and I. This is not, this is a true true thing. Yeah. I was in court uh-huh. waiting on my uncle, who got twelve years for uh, how much was it like twelve or twenty four ounces of uh, marijuana? Oh my goodness! 
the person before him in his trial was accused of murdering his uh, stepsister's brother or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, because he hit her or whatever. Mm -hmm. He went to jail five to seven years. Yes, I promise. Like these things, if you get caught with a, 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 what is it like? I don't know how much a joint is, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you get caught with that, then you go to jail. Uh-huh. Yeah. And 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 then if we if we're filling up our jail cell, our jails with marijuana yeah. uh, uh abusers, where are the murderers and the pedophiles and the rapists going to go? The jail's getting crowded. And don't you know Memphis was trying to pass an ordinance, but the people, they shut it down where if you got caught with a certain amount of, of weed, you wouldn't go to jail. You just had to pay like a $50 fine. And they said, no, we can't do that because then we're it's saying we're accepting that behavior, that we're not going to throw you in prison for years for that. Like, the only reason why people get in jail so much for marijuana is because it's a, it's a race thing. It's a race oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I already I know the history on it, yeah. It's a race yeah. thing. I just want the podcast world to know that marijuana is mostly used by African Americans or minorities or his, you know, no, minorities. No, it's, it's it is. White people just as much. But I'm saying no. No, 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 no. The poorer people use marijuana. Okay. Crack, heroin, those things that are expensive that mostly. No, crack is cheap. Cocaine. Yeah, cocaine, you know. I don't know the difference. Crack is whack. Crack is cheap. Okay, well, cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine. Excuse me. I didn't know the difference. Whitney talking. But, um, shut up. But, uh, cocaine, which is mostly used by somebody who has money yeah they're not oh uh, yeah they like, don't have yeah, yeah you and, know what and, i'm saying uh make sure y'all see their 13th documentary because they talked about that they talked about how in the reagan era was it nixon which one whichever one of them they did it so crack and cocaine i mean they're pretty much the same thing but they said if you were caught with a crack rock you get like so many more years than if you were caught with the same amount of cocaine and that was just because of the the social economic uh Thing. Like the mayor in Canada who did cocaine. Oh uh, yeah, he's still mayor. <laughs> he was still mayor. He died though, but yeah. Um. Okay. So KT. Now we've we've talked about the main reason. Let's talk about the policing. Why do you think people think that throwing police at the at the people will stop crime? Why do I think people think that? Yeah. Hell, I don't. I don't know. Um. I really. <laughs> I have no clue because that doesn't even make any sense. That literally it makes make zero sense. sense. It, that's that's what we're doing in Memphis. They've got this new program coming out, which is bringing more police into the neighborhoods. Police and um, yeah. So it, it's apparently it's supposed to stop crime. It, um, it makes sense. Let me tell you why it makes sense. Because in the average mind of people who have no idea of what's going on in the community, they think, oh, well, they just need to get the bad people out. So who are supposed who's supposed to get the bad people out of neighborhoods? Police. Who's supposed to if you have a people who don't understand, yes, yes. think that, hey, if it's a crime, the police are supposed to handle those crimes. Yeah. So the best way to rid a neighborhood of crime is to have the police there. Yes, yes. That's what they think. That's what they yeah. think. But they're not understanding the consequences behind that. Exactly. And it's just feeling more people in prison. And then it just continues. It's the, causing the cycle more fear. Of poverty. And, um... That, that made me think of a point, okay? We were talking about bringing the police in there. That See, the problem with this city is we claim we ain't got no money. 
Yeah, we're going to invest all this money into these policing. All these policing. Policing. Police people. <laughs> and instead of saying, because it's Shelby County Schools, we are in a deficit. We are in debt. The, the public school system is in debt. How? And, and, and instead of, because a lot of waste and... And then it's just, they're closing all these schools. And some of them saying, let us invest in education. But they're opening let a brand new school in Carville. You're right. Let us invest in helping helping these people know we're going to invest in prisons. Because, as remember, they said they can determine how many prisons they're going to open up by the, the, the grade, third grade. By the third graders' report cards, they can determine how many prisons to open up. <laughs> And and that goes into the prison to school That's pipeline horrible. because now I think it's just it's not a conspiracy anymore because if you watch the thirteenth documentary you can see how it all is but they want us to fail that is yes. why every year these people are coming up with these new testings these new programs to to make sure these schools are failing and when they fail they know these kids just gonna go into a life of crime so they can open up more private prisons and fill them up so I. I think these people, they don't care. They don't care because if they did, they would do something about it. And this mayor is sorry. And if he claimed he ain't got no money, he needs to get that money that he's getting from that check from us taxpayers to, to create programs to help our youth. Because if Which he really mayor? Cared, the Memphis mayor? The Memphis mayor. Because if he cared, he would be doing something about it. I ain't heard him doing nothing in this black community. And and he didn't get this got this position and is over here pandering to the, to the police people and all they're gonna do is just throw more people in jail they ain't gonna help nothing so. jim stick strickland jim strickland so yeah it's, but it's just we can't say it's because he's white because mayor harrington no you mean so warden warden whatever mayor warden but yeah he was he didn't do anything exactly but they they chose him let's just give you all a little bit of history mayor <laughs> harrington was like okay, warden no, I'm talking about Harrington first. Okay. Harrington, think of what's somebody that was like real pro black and like in politics. Um. Just think of the he was he was really, really controversial because he was a black man and he was loud and he told it like it was. Think of a Donald Trump but smart and without the misogyny and without the sexism. Oh. And the fact that he was <laughs> he told it like it was and he was not afraid of any white people. So he got a lot of stuff done. He did have some faults in his business practices, giving mm-hmm. a lot too many tax cuts and stuff to these corporations. But he got a lot of businesses to Memphis and helped get uh, a lot of youth uh, jobs and helped bring bring jobs to to Memphis. Yeah. And but the reason that he got eventually voted out was because he was just becoming too controversial and, and them people didn't like it, them white folks didn't like it. So <laughs> who they voted in next was AC Wharton, which was pretty much like an Obama person. He was everybody no, liked him. He was not. Yeah, I'm talking Nobody as far as liked a persona. Him. Persona. Yes they did. The white people loved him. The white people, but not black people loved Obama. I don't know what you're talking AC, about. AC people like AC Wharton at first. It was Mm-mm. like, oh okay, well he's No cool. they didn't. Well anyway. They thought he was um uh, what do you call it? One of those blue-blooded uh, African-American people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they thought. Well, the whites loved him. The whites loved him. And I remember when he got elected, they were like, yes, A.C. Wharton, because he was soft-spoken. And he didn't want to ruffle any feathers. But he got into office, and he didn't do what they wanted him to do. They got his butt out of there, and they got a white dude. So this is this is what Memphis is dealing with right now. And so the the answer is, what can we do 
personally as people individuals and then what can we do as a society to help in this cycle of, of poverty um and this cycle of crime kt go ahead because we talked Um, I ain't got nothing for y'all. I'm sorry. You probably weren't paying attention. I was, I was paying attention, but I, I mean, I can't really, I can't really speak on that issue because it's I'm not about black. black. Is just talk about how can we end the cycle of poverty? The cycle of poverty and the cycle of crime in Memphis. Poverty Why is not going to stop. Poverty is not going to stop. It's going to continue. I mean, greed and money. And shit like that just basically fuels it. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about previous episodes. Money, <laughs> money is a thing. That's like my that's like my little conspiracy He's theory or whatever. But like, it's not gonna stop. Poverty is gonna continue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't really think that there's the only way that we can ha- help it is for us to. Just sit around and all talk about it like we do on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't Negative. stop something without talking about it. I mean, we talk and about yeah, we're creating, we're creating an awareness for now. But eventually, I think there are some steps we can take. You don't think there's some, some steps we can take to, to help? Like, action? Talk is cheap. That's why people I mean, love to do it because it doesn't do? cost any money. To protest and say no, no more violence. I, I don't know. That's why I'm saying I don't know. I don't have anything for y'all. Okay. So. Well, Joy, what do you think we can do as individuals in a society? Um, uh, I do agree. It starts with the talk, but it doesn't end there. It um, actually, I think. There are programs that we could take, like I, the Boys and Girls Club. That's so great. Mm-hmm. That's known uh, a lot of places. But I think we need more than just a Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. I think we need a Young Men and Young Women's Club. We need a, a Man and Woman's Club, mm-hmm. if, you, if you can get what I'm saying. <laughs> we need um, programs to... Um, give people options basically yes, yes. we need program programs to help them find jobs and we need willing people to accept these people yes yes, yes. we also and what what comes from that we need money oh yeah just to be just to be clear we can talk about programs and have volunteers and do that all day long but you get nowhere without money right it takes money and and that's why i say that people talk is cheap because people love to sit there let's talk about the issue and see what we can do to resolve it Mm -hmm. because that doesn't have the um city to pay any money right right but if we move past talking and say, let's get some action, then it's a problem. And <laughs> therefore, it's a protest. And therefore, why can't they just sit down and talk it out? Well, we have tried to talk right. for how long has uh, Tennessee been alive? Tennessee been alive. <laughs> Girl, I don't know when America got foreign family. Exactly. For 200 years, mm-hmm. we've tried to talk. Now that after 200 years, people want to take action and they're surprised at protests. They're surprised at pe- um we recently had a fast food protest here, mm-hmm. and they're surprised that people say no more work for 15 or whatever mm-hmm. they were shouting. Yeah. They're surprised? Well, after 200 years of uh, talking, I would get tired, too. 
Exactly, and and that's what our our next episode is going to be about. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to talk about you know the whole "we're not our ancestors" campaign, and I I think I think that is a lie because um, we should be we we should be. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I I never be ashamed of of my ancestors. So, well, okay, let's go back to that. So you you were saying there there are things we can do, um, but we need money, and I agree, and. And if Memphis is poor, we need to go to the Tennessee government and we, or we need to go to the Prez or whoever we need to go to to get this money, to get these things done. Because there's, it's just too many people dying. It's too many people getting stuck in this poverty, poverty tip. And only a couple of us are making it out. And even then, we're millennials. And because this millennial economy is so bad, we're struggling ourselves. Like, we did it the right way. And exactly. we're struggling. So, we know everybody else is going to be struggling. Well, so I think it's considered to be the right way. Right. And so, I think, I think we also need to have these programs that are, they need to do cover everything. Because our kids are growing up, like we talked about sex ed. They don't know nothing about sex. They're having kids young so they can't go to school we need to have something that can help them find scholarships so they can go to school we need to have something that teaches them after they get out of school entrepreneurship if they want to go into that how to get grants how to get loans like all this stuff is, is would be so beneficial for us and not but it, we don't have the money because that's great that's wonderful but let me just say you want to stop crime anywhere anytime any place give them a job that's literally what I'm saying, yeah. Because, because if you have a job, they're not committing crime. And when they get off work, they're going to have to go to sleep because they're tired. Right. Or cook for their family Hold because on. they're hungry. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> I got to prove that wrong. Because if you have a job, you, you, you're still going to commit crime. There's still people who have jobs in this world who's committing Oh, KT crime. knows them. Trust yeah, me. I do actually. They work at my job. Like that. <laughs> well, it's exactly. much less likely to happen if you have a job. Or this, if you had a good paying job, let's just say if everybody in the ghetto had, job. if everybody in the ghetto had a hundred thousand dollar paying job, do you think they'd be out there selling drugs? Do you think they'd be out Some, there? Some, but not all. I think. I mean, like one or two percent. Well, let's not criminalize the drugs like that. Let's would they be out there um, committing theft? committing robberies would they be out there just waiting on the street getting ready to, to shoot somebody just because if you okay, have well, money huh? let's be honest here let's be honest if everybody in this situation had a hundred thousand dollars then the people in power are gonna have even kajillion no more. let's just talk so, about in this in this space let's say nobody but see okay. if, if every time you have something negative to say we're not gonna have a we're not gonna have a country or not uh, um a conversation because then it's like okay this is a solution well bam we can't have this solution because this is gonna take place well oh wait here's another solution well bam we can't have this solution because something well i wasn't even place. talking about a solution i was just bringing up a, uh, a hypothetical because to just show you that it is about the money like people in my community and where i live very few we have very few home invasions people ain't stand on the corner uh with guns and stuff like that Folks ain't uh, doing crack and stuff uh, by your door because that's just not what people do. If they do the crack, they do it in their house. They don't. They don't do it out there for everybody to see. They're very private about it. They are. It's just. 
and we forget that because we live in our suburbs and we're like, oh, those people over there, I can't believe they were going to a life. Meanwhile, whoever you said that to is doing that. <laughs> right. But you, it's just it's just from a, a place of privilege. And in this episode, we didn't we don't have to do a part two like all our other episodes because it's getting kind of long. But I think we made the main points. I kind of want us to actually go more into solutions because I think that's important. And I want to see if we can maybe talk talk it out, do something. I don't know what what we can do because we poor, but (laughs) see if we can do something to to help out our community. I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I know I do a little bit because of the job that I have that I I do contribute to to the lives of, of our black kids. But I think I could do more and I think all of us could do more. Yeah. Yeah. So part two um, coming up. Part two is coming up. Make sure you send us your comments. We're gonna read some of them on the air because we know this is a really controversial episode and we're ready to have that controversial talk. So um send us your comments. You about can go to our crime within the community. Yes. It's without, not called black on black crime. No, I'll call it's it crime. Crime. the title gonna be black on black crime. It's crime. Crime within the community. <laughs> That's not catchy. I'm trying to get them views. So you can black hit us up community. Black you can hit us black. You can hit us up on our email, talk it out podcast at yahoo.com. You can always comment on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash talk it out or facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. And we really love to keep this conversation going. Also, I just really want to shout out a couple people like we always do. Of course, conversation con artists. Uh, of course, Woke with Kids. Um The Real and Raw Podcast, always. And Jacqueline Warren Jackie, who has a a boutique, and I actually bought those some shades from her. They are amazing. I love them. They're like octagon shape. I had to give them to KT <laughs> because I owe her I owe her a birthday present. But we're gonna share them, and I, and I love them. Thank you for your support. Uh, Bag Ladies, Baby Boy Podcast, the John Effect Podcast, the Regular Podcast. Everybody, and we want to shout out to our international people because we got a lot of people listening from all over the world, and it's kind of scary. But shout out to I our Canada people. Me. I'm, I'm excited. Shout out to our Canada people. Shout out to our UK people, our Ireland people, our Russian fans, our France people, our Australia, Turkey, Belgium, Germany, Poland, Morocco, Mexico, Bahamas. Everybody, um, thank you so much for listening and. Don't be afraid to, to to message us because we like to keep this conversation going. If you want to get on the show, we might be able to set something up. So, yeah. Uh, I know some you can fill in where I don't, but listen up, podcast world. This is what Talk It Out is about to get into. Um, I know I don't know what episode it was, but we talked about how, I think it was our homeless episode and we were talking about the homeless people. No, it was the uh, birds, bees, and STDs. Yes, the birds, bees, and STDs. And we were talking about how we can... Um, prevent um, pregnancy, um, teen, teenage pregnancy, and, ha- and then we were talking about it came up that tampons and and uh, sanitary napkins, as you as the correct word is to call them, um, are considered luxury items, and that they're not, and that if everything in the store is taxed off, those are not because there's those are luxury, they're not, and talk it out is going to take a stand. And we're giving away free um, tampons and sanitary napkins. As well as, as other toiletries like toothpaste, toothbrushes, and soap. Yes, um, we're giving those away. Um, when is it again? When are we giving it away? Well, 
you have until the 24th of December to, to send us all the stuff. We are, we said the 31st, but we might end up extending it to the 7th of January. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll keep you posted about that. But, yes, um, we have, you can go to our Facebook page. It's the first thing on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. And we are going to do it. Um, we're just going to go to homeless shelters where there are a lot of women and distribute those. They're for the homeless. Because um, we feel like we sometimes forget about them and we forget that, dang, if they have a period, what are they going to do? Yeah, it's great to give them food, but other things happen during the holidays as well. Right. So, um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's just that go to go to the page and look up that information or email us if you would like to know how you can donate. We are taking physical donations and we have a PayPal account so you can donate there. So, yeah, a tampon and pad drive. Talk it out podcast is is trying to help out the homeless this this holiday season. And let me just say, if you um, want to help out, but like, mm, that's going to be too expensive. If I'm going to spend $6 on tampons, I'm, it's going to be for me. Well, listen, if you if it's that, if that's the problem, go to the Dollar Tree, get um, toilet tissue, toothpaste, um, and I'm sure they have sanitary napkins or, and tampons there. Um, do that. And donate that because it doesn't take a lot of money to contribute. It just takes time and somebody to stop and smell the roses of somebody else. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks, guys, for everybody for listening and support. Thank you, um, everybody who uh, shares our stuff and everyone who joins the conversation. But yeah, this is Gabby. Joy. That was ugly. <laughs> and... Katie. Well, and this is day. Talk It Out. <laughs>